0: Thank you.
1: wkty outdoors i'm kevin millard your host thank you very much for joining me on the program this morning wkty outdoors is brought to you by tony ryerson at t ryerson on get the home or plot of land you've always wanted and i hope you're having a great weekend out there it's uh, certainly a beautiful morning to uh guests accepted of course or whatever it's a great morning to not be inside it's good morning to be outdoors and <laughs> get outside and uh take a walk and maybe do a little fishing yeah nice nice day enjoy it while we can anyway so get out out there and enjoy it here and, and and everything that i'm seeing as far as the uh the fishing goes here we're gonna hop right into it here and uh talk about the, the hot spot report brought to you by the good folks at powerhouse marine uh you know it's uh got a lot of places to uh a lot of places to check out this weekend i mean it's you know everything i'm seeing in terms of fishing is uh uh, really pretty good um, bass are biting and we'll talk more about that in just a little bit but the panfish bite is uh, really starting to take off uh, the crappies and bluegills uh, you know just find some nice uh, nice cover where they're going to hang out and I think they'll do pretty well and seeing some uh, seeing some nice sizes out there as well so they're uh, starting to find starting to find the bigger ones which is always uh, always a fun one as well uh, the perch bite uh, is doing pretty well. Um, you know, you're looking at, and well, I mean, it's considering the summer we've had, it's, uh, it's everything is shallow right now, but, uh, yeah, you're, you're looking for places off the current. Uh, you're looking for places where, uh, uh, you know, trees in the water, uh, you know, those are going to be the kind of places, you know, where there's some cover for those, uh, for those panfish to, uh, to be hanging out. Uh, certainly the perch are going to be moving around, but, Uh, yeah you know you got a ton of places uh you know so backwaters Uh, i i just kind of keep it real general there i mean and we've got plenty of them out here that uh uh, are worth worth checking out and of course that means you know the larger fish your bass and northerns they're going to be hanging out in the in those areas as well chasing down the minnows and chasing down the smaller bluegills and perch and things like that and crappies um you know, so you got, like I said, probably, I, you know, I'd maybe think about heading down to, uh, boy, I was down in, uh, uh, the other day on, on, Labor Day was, uh, swung through Goose Island just to see how things were going down there. And there were a lot of people fishing down there. It looked like they were doing some nice, uh, caught some nice fish while I was, uh, while I was down there as well. Um, I wish I could have joined them in catching some nice fish, but that's just the way it goes some days. So, um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh uh, it's, uh, it's been nice to get outside and find the fish. So yeah, you know, those are the, the kind of places that that's what I would suggest as far as the, uh, uh, the hotspots there. Um, maybe check out some wing dams. If you're looking for the walleyes, uh, and, and soccer, those are going to be the kind of places that you're going to be looking for, uh, there and there's, they're plentiful, you know, below the, the dams there, uh, Dresbach, uh, Genoa, take your pick. It's, uh, there's plenty for you to choose from out there and the catfish bite from what i hear is still doing uh, pretty well some decent sized fish as well uh you know and, and you're looking at uh, your normal haunts for uh, for those places find those little holes and nooks and crannies where they kind of just hang out and wait for stuff to come by and but yeah you know, and you know it's yeah you know. nice thing about catfishing you're doing it a lot of it at night and it's uh Traffic is certainly. I think people are making up for the fact that you know the water was so high for so long, and so many people stayed off the. They're making up for it now. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty been pretty busy out there, and I'm sure it'll probably be if the weather kind of holds today. Anyway, uh, it'll it'll be a busy day on the water. Of course, there's a BFL tournament that will add to the mix as well. But and we'll talk a little bit more about that coming up. So uh, those are the places that I would uh, think about heading to if uh if i'm heading out uh um, and and certainly the conditions are doing well to uh keep the fish uh, concentrated anyway river stage right now uh, in current conditions i should say are being brought to you by roscoe's live bait out in toma uh, and certainly uh there's plenty of places in the toma area you for, to, for you to check out lake toma uh those uh cranberry bogs man you can That'd be a great time to head out there right now and have some fun <clears throat> good times but yeah the the current conditions brought to you by Roscoe's here uh, right now river stage sitting at uh five seven six uh, it's going to bump up maybe another uh, third of a foot or so give or take in the next uh, the next couple of days uh, after we uh, after there's some rain up north a little earlier in the week but uh, and that's a, about it. Uh, then it's going to come back down uh, under six feet Uh, it looks like it might be bottoming out somewhere in that five and a half foot range so it's it's not going to really do a whole lot in terms of uh uh, the river stage here over the next week or so so that's uh that's a good thing uh water temperature still in a a pretty good spot at 70 degrees Uh, and uh, a couple places a little further down river it's a a little warmer but uh for the most part, it's sitting right about uh, right about 70 degrees in uh, you know, Trempolo, Dresbank, Genoa. Uh, that's uh, that's what the stats say this morning is it's right spot on 70. So uh, those are uh, good numbers to uh, encourage some fishing and encourage the fish to still be active and keep moving around. So get on out there and enjoy it. So again, conditions being brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma. Uh, and stop on out and see Don. He'll, he'll he'll get you all taken care of. Whether you're after you know minnows, worms, what have you, and he can help point you in the right direction on where you should uh, where you should drop that line as well. So go and stop and see him, and he'll get you taken care of here. Uh, okay, uh, it, and that uh, kind of takes care of uh, some of the, the business here this morning, and we got that out of the way. And right now, I'm going to bring in my guests this morning here on WKTY Outdoors, and uh, that is. Uh, Gage Griffin and coach Tony Rebeck from the UWL fishing team. Good morning, guys, and and thanks for uh, thanks for coming into the studio this morning here.
2: Hey, good morning. Good Morning, Kevin. Thanks for having us. Thank you.
1: Yeah. It's uh, it's good to see you. Gage, we met at the uh, the MLF tournament and uh, you're kind enough to uh, talk a little bit about the uh, about the team and you guys have and we'll talk about your fundraiser here in in, in a little bit. Uh, but I I guess first of all for maybe uh, folks that that aren't uh aren't familiar with it uh let's talk a little bit about the the team uh how it came about and what uh, uh you know at the college level college fishing has really taken off in the last couple of years
2: yeah it has uh uw lacrosse uh, team was approximately started oh probably about seven or eight years ago mm-hmm. it was just a couple guys uh this is our third year uh, myself being the coach I've really taken off. Uh, I found the team, a friend of mine and I were fishing down in Kentucky Lake three and a half years ago, and there was a college tournament. Mm-hmm. And we went and checked it out and saw that there was a team from UW lacrosse. Pulled up, started talking to them. They really didn't have a sense of direction. Uh, a couple of guys, hey, let's go fish a tournament. Uh, so the friend of mine, Todd, and I, we said, listen, we've got to do something to help this team mm-hmm. out. Uh, I became the coach that spring. There was a four, five individuals on that team at the moment, and now three years later, going into our fourth year, we had uh, twenty-four on our roster. Wow! Uh, this year, uh, we just had the Rec Fest. Uh, Gage can talk about uh, more about that. That was on uh, Monday, Memorial Day, where all the clubs from the from the UW Lacrosse get together and put together a booth and, and talk about the clubs we had. Mm-hmm. A little over thirty individuals sign up now. Not all are going to continue with the club, but you know we get a great interest now, uh, especially what we've done over the last three years.
1: Right, right, and and, and Troy, it, it's it, it like I said, it's it's really taken off, and and uh, um, it's become a, a a big part of the fishing world now. Is 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 you know I mean, we and, and we talked about the major league fishing tournament here. Couple of weeks ago, uh, before the show started this morning, and uh, you know, but one of the other aspects of it is you're seeing more and more. I don't, I don't want to say a feeder program, but it kind of is in a certain way where you know, college level and even down to the high school level. Now you're starting to see, uh, you know, more participation in that that tournament uh, arena. Anyway, you know, it, and I'm guessing that that some of the the kids that are on the, the team probably did do uh, some competitions in high school, you know, some team competitions as well.
3: Our, yeah, our, our club varies quite a bit in the guys. I personally was one of the few guys that fished in, co- or in high school and mm-hmm. kind of went on to the college program and looking to continue on after college as well. Um, but we welcome everybody. So mm-hmm. we have guys that actually don't really even tournament fish. Uh, and then we have guys that you know they fish every day and they live for the tournament kind of stuff. So we have a wide range of guys um, to speak to the kind of college programs in general. A lot of them are really bringing up some of the best anglers in the industry just mm-hmm. for you know an example like the Lee brothers. They both went to Auburn and mm-hmm. there's some of the younger guys in the uh, in the major league format and they made quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of attention this year in tournaments just because, going through the college programs with the help of coaching staffs and all of our sponsors and everybody else. There's so much um, help in that, in that arena where when you get out of college, you know, you're a lot more on your own in college, uh, the industry, individuals, the community, there's a lot more assistance there. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a lot easier to actually develop more talent and build those techniques and those skills and, those relationships beyond just the actual on the water stuff to succeed in the industry and go further on.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and I would think it would be very hard to, to, to sort of make that jump from, you know, college student, just college student who doesn't participate, wouldn't have participated in a program. It's like, Hey, I'd like to be, you know, I'd like to try professional fishing and, and start working up, you know, the BFL and FLW and, and all the, you know, working into those circuits and everything, you know, having this opportunity here is is got to be very very beneficial and and just beyond fishing just like a, like you said learning those relationships talking to the sponsors that's got to be just an aspect of it that that is is got to be very hard to come by otherwise without that asp- without having that experience
2: it is uh, you know we can even take a step back and now fishing is becoming so popular especially with the younger age there's teams now They're putting teams together in middle school, Mm -hmm. you know, 12-, 13-, 14-year-olds. Of course, they have what's called a a boat sponsor, boat driver, boat captain. Mm -hmm. Uh, Put a team in the boat with an adult that gets to drive them around. They really get to start learning their techniques and the aspects of the business side Mm -hmm. at a much younger age. Uh, You know, back when I started getting into bass fishing, didn't have that. Yeah, you went out. And you learned on your own. Individuals didn't really want to share anything about the business side aspects of right. of bass fishing or you know tournament fishing. It was kind of like sink or swim. Mm-hmm. But now, uh, as these programs become stronger from middle school to high school to college, we're really starting to see the minds of these young individuals just so focused on fishing and these techniques that have been even old mm-hmm. 30 40 50 years ago or even some of these new techniques really awesome seeing these young individuals grab hold of it and get out there and practice and they becoming very very good so you know the sport of bass fishing has come a long ways and i see it just getting better
1: mm-hmm. yeah i would i would i would agree with that that it, you know that 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 learning curve is is decreased considerably over, you know, the last several years, you know, probably, you know, since I would say, you know, like the advent of the, you guys started the team at UWL, you know, that, you know, the, the business has changed and just obviously the, the style of fishing and the tournament styles. And we saw that a couple of weeks ago with the major league fishing, but, uh, you know, it's just, and, and, I think that's something that maybe just the average you know, listener here at home, the, the average person who goes out on the weekend, they don't really sort of see that business part of it. But it is it is an important having those sponsor relationships. Um, I mean, it would be very hard to do without without those sponsor relationships.
3: Yeah, I we just have to thank everybody that supports us. I we're actually a. Uh, self-funded programs so we have to do all of our own fundraising to be able to compete but because of our sponsors the university and the community just giving us all that support and kind of building those relationships that we do have this opportunity without them it wouldn't be possible and you know we kind of try to touch on that a lot at UWL because it's something we work really hard at we strive to do better every day and in, in that mm-hmm. arena specifically because that's the kind of stuff that will help you build build life lessons that carry on throughout your life it's more than just getting a line in the water that's always fun but you know there there is some work that has to come along with it that's part of being a a program and that's why we're you know doing so well in competition this year and competing with these big universities because our our individuals are willing to work hard and we work really hard at the relationships we have and make sure we represent the team well and you know try to treat this like a full athletic team like you would see with Football, baseball, anything else? Um, just we have more responsibility because we don't have somebody cutting us the check to do it. We have to go out and earn that. So we're really invested and in really working on those relationships throughout the community and everywhere else.
1: And, and maybe, and maybe this is a good point, and we can it, we'll touch on it a, again a little bit later. You guys do have a fundraiser going on right now. Let's talk a little bit about that. What uh, uh, what is all involved with that?
2: Well, since like Gage said, you know, we are. Mostly self-funded, we tried to go out and, and ask for help. But this year, we decided to give back a little bit, which will uh, obviously help our club. We asked all of our our sponsors, we call them partnerships, uh, to help donate to these baskets, and we're going to have three baskets, and we're going to have those set up at Island Outdoors. Uh, Scotty's been gracious to mm-hmm. help us and, and put a table up there. The three baskets. The first basket is. Going to be well over, worth over a thousand dollars. There's going to be a rod and reel combo, uh, onyx, which we got by Shimano, mm-hmm. um, onyx life jackets, gift certificates, clothing. Second basket is probably going to be somewhere around that four to five hundred dollar range. The third basket's going to be 250 300, and we're continuously adding to these, so the, the value is going to go up. Cool, uh, these tickets. We're going to be selling them for five dollars a piece, or five uh, for twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have an awesome chance. Yep. Uh, we just think it, it's going to be great. Obviously, we need to it costs approximately five to six hundred dollars per team
1: mm-hmm.
2: to send these teams to the tournaments, and they're, they fish anywhere from uh, about four to six tournaments a year. Okay.
1: And that's, and that, and that's all uh, let's make sure I want to make sure I've got this, got this correct. What,
3: uh, I guess what circuit, what is the circuit called? I mean, just so I've got that correct. So currently we're involved uh, heavily with two leagues. So we fish with FLW and Mm -hmm. then major league fishing, which they just started the college program, but Mm -hmm. uh, talking to the individuals over at major league, they're going to have more events next year. And they said that we'd be able to compete in those as well. Um, but may, mainly we fish the FLW events. So there's an open tournament every year. Then there's three qualifying events and then the national tournament. So five tournaments total if you qualify for the national tournament, which as of right now we have one one boat going to the 2020 national um, tournament. Hopefully we'll add one or two more at the uh, last qualifying event for the year at Lake of the Ozarks um, on October 18th nineteenth, I believe it's the eighteenth that Friday. Okay. Um but mainly we fish FLW right now due to proximity, but we're also looking to expand into BASS mm-hmm. events as well. Um they are further travel for us. They tend to be further down south but uh I was gonna s
1: I was gonna say and, and you know it, it's it's not like uh uh UWL like the the football team is like oh we're just gonna go over to Stevens Point. We're just gonna go to you know Plattville or someplace like that. A little bit more, a little bit more involved.
3: Oh yeah, our uh, our first tournament where we did qualify at nationals that was down on Lake Cumberland in Kentucky, and we consider that a shorter drive for us. So uh, <laughs> there's quite a bit of travel involved,
1: and and of course the expense that goes along with that as well. And uh, you know, so that yeah, it's uh, um, I'm, I'm guessing I'm guessing Troy college kids they eat a lot. Yes,
2: uh, <laughs> yes, they can. As a matter of fact, they, I've. I've had a few of them over, and we've put some grill outs together, and they can eat very well. <laughs> um, one of the things I think we do as a coaching staff as well, my, you know myself and, and the assistant coaches, is we try to help them. When they go on these tournaments, we try to put together a plan for them. Mm-hmm. You we know, try to help save some money. Again, we, we talk about it a lot, of expense, you know, money, right. it, the expense, money, expense of going to these is the biggest thing. But what we'll have them do is put together a meal plan you know, have everybody chip in. Crock-pot meals are great. Uh, make sure they're drinking enough water, mm-hmm. enough, uh, enough fluids. Uh, making easy meals because, you know, stay out of the fast food restaurants, stay out of the pizza delivery. Uh, mm-hmm. They can make a lot of great meals. A lot of these guys, uh, these young men, hunt and fit. you know, do a lot of mm-hmm. hunting outside of fishing as well, so there's a lot of wild game. Whether They have venison. Um, a lot of them are growing up on a farm, so they have beef, so they can all I'll chip in, I'll kick in, sure. and make some great crock pot meals.
1: Mm-hmm. And and that that you, you touched on, a, on a, a point there as well. Um, you know, it, it, with uh, with the tournaments or whatever. You know, developing that game plan, that strategy. You know, you're fishing someplace like in Kentucky or you know Missouri or wherever you guys are fishing. You know, it, it, it's not like you can go down and pre fish for a week. Like, you know, the pros, you know, they'll come to town and and do several days of pre-fishing. It's a little bit different for you guys. Uh, You know, what kind of a challenge is that when you guys, uh, when you guys go down to those tournaments to, uh, uh, you know, and it might be a body of water. Maybe you fished it before. Maybe you haven't. Um, You know, what kind of challenges do those present to you guys?
3: uh it's uh it's quite interesting you know we try to pre-fish as much as we can but with you know school and everything you know most Mm -hmm. individuals can't just say yeah i'm missing a week of school so uh when we get down there you know there's
1: that thing as well that that, (laughs) that, 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 (laughs) those class things as well that that kind of i have to remind them that quite often
2: you (laughs) You guys are here for uh for an education Mm -hmm. uh fishing you'll have to do the rest of your life but uh it's hard sometimes to draw that fine line and, and yeah. keep these guys off the water, even though we want them on there as much as possible. I,
1: I think that might stretch into adulthood as well. You know <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> Out of college as well, that, that, keeping yeah. that focus. it's. But
3: anyway, I'm sorry, continue. No, go, that's all right. Go ahead. Um, so the the coaching staff helps us work on this a lot, and this is the biggest thing as anglers. We try to develop, and I get that question all the time, well, how do you break down a body of water in three days that you've never even seen on a map before? and that comes down to uh we're we're building a you know, a confidence kind of technique thing mm-hmm. where we try to get at least three boats to every event and what we do is we kind of divide and conquer. So we'll have one team work up shallow and hit shallow cover like you would on the river, wood, rock, whatever it may be, whatever's present on that water body. And then we'll have one team go deep and then one team kind of, you know, bounce around between the two or fishing some mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle. And, you know, some guys will just throw their confidence baits. They build a technique on the river, whether it's a frog, a jig, a buzz bait, whatever. Um, And then there's a lot of our anglers, like Troy kind of touched on earlier, where these college guys, they learn all these techniques. They're on the Internet. They learn the techniques. They go try them on the water. Mm -hmm. And they learn these techniques that maybe on the river in their hometown aren't so effective, but then they get to these lakes and you know it it just lights up for example like an a rig something i never throw around here but then when we go down south on these man made reservoirs that's something i i always have picked up and you know it's it's kind of just just getting out of your comfort zone and another thing is we you know we use our electronics very well mm-hmm. uh we're fortunate to have hummingbird and minkota products to help us out and we do a lot of looking around with our units whether it's just a map or um you know, actually scanning, using, you know, your scan or whatever Mm -hmm. to try to find fish and structure. And after a day, we kind of come in as a group, and we sit down and have a little meeting and say, okay, well, what worked? What kind of size were we catching? And based on the results of that day, we'll we'll have other teams expand on that and find similar Mm -hmm. stuff like that in different parts of the lakes, or we'll abandon all that if it wasn't very effective and keep trying new stuff. So even with three boats and, you know, six individuals per you know in those three boats you know we can cover a lot of water and, and sure. fish you know quite a bit and cover a lot of different stuff and that's kind of how we build build our, our strategies going in and then you know we also speak to the coaches who sometimes have prior knowledge or they just have the advice and say you know trust mm-hmm. your instincts sometimes you just need that that voice in your ear saying just trust your instincts and just go fishing you know that's hardest thing I struggle with when I tournament fish that so I get so wound up and you know, thinking about, well, you know, the results, and at the end of the day, it's just going fishing. Mm-hmm. You just got to go fishing, enjoy it, and things kind of fall into place when you're relaxed and just enjoying your time on the water.
1: What's, uh, and and uh, again, we're talking with uh, Gage Griffin and, and Coach Troy Rebeck uh, from the UWL Fishing Team here this morning on WKTY Outdoors. And uh, Gage, I guess, uh, so far, uh, what is your... Uh, What's your favorite memory so far of your your time on the team here? Oh, man. That you can tell on the radio.
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um, I'm just going to be real honest. That major league event, um, you know, when we went into it, I knew I loved the format. I watch it all the time on TV. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I love the 5 bass limit, too, but it's just not the same experience. And then, you know, we went out there, and right away we get on the water, and we're not even to our first spot yet. And one of the... Actually, I believe it was Kevin Van Dam's son already had 10 pounds on the score tracker. I'm like, oh, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> and it's just, it's such an up and down roller coaster kind of experience. I can't explain it that, you know, when you're sitting there updating and you're logging fish and you see you have, you know, 10 pounds on the defending national champs. I mean, mm-hmm. it's such a roller coaster of emotions. And, you know, not even just as an individual boat, but as a team, it was such a fun experience, you know watching our guys get out and compete and mm-hmm. you know from everybody i spoke to that competed in that event i think that's by far their favorite college experience even our boats that didn't you know do so well in the tournament itself they love the format major league fishing was so so nice they made sure that you know they really helped us not even just with that individual tournament but throughout the whole week we were helping mm-hmm. out at red crest and um they donated some product as well to raffle off and there, it was just such a great experience all around. I, you know, I wish we could have pulled away with the win as a team, but you know what? It's just, uh, just another challenge, and we're only going to come back harder and keep working hard and mm-hmm. keep pushing our anglers to the next level. But that was by far my favorite experience.
1: And is it, you know, and you know, is it kind of fun too? From you know, here here you are from UW Lacrosse, but you're taking on you know guys from around the country from from some fairly major college, you know, the, you know, when you, you talk college, it's like, oh yeah, Auburn. It's like, okay, yeah,
3: I, you know, I beat the guys from Auburn, you know? Yeah. Troy can contest to this, but the night we got selected, they actually did kind of like an NFL draft version of the teams that got to go. I didn't even sleep. I was so (laughs) excited. And, you know, there was some of the best schools, you know, in the country, and not even just the schools, but the anglers. And, you know, my hat's off to everybody that competed in that mm-hmm. tournament. I mean, they really are the best of the best. They they made sure to pick guys that were going to go toe-to-toe and compete all day long, and I don't think that anybody at any point from any team in that event that I spoke to was like, yeah, we're out of it, we're just, you know, giving up. I mean, everybody, even the guys in the bottom were just constantly working because, as you saw in the Red Crest event and yeah. people that live on the river know, you get in one little cubby hole and you can catch... You know, a lot of fish in a hurry.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's uh, and, and yeah, you're you're very you're you're absolutely right that that you know things can change uh, very quickly. You find that one spot, and just you know, I, I, we were talking again before the show uh, with uh with uh, about Edwin Evers and the the championship day he put together. You know, pulling in fish after fish after fish after fish you know, one cast fish, one, I mean, it, it, you know, it's great when stuff like that happens. And at you know, at a tournament level like that, it's, it's great just being out on the water and having a day like that. But, you know, at a tournament level like that, that's got to be just, it's like, wow, it, it just to be so dialed in on, on, on where those fish are, are and what they're doing and, and what they're biting on. I mean, that's, that's gotta be just the tops.
3: It is. And that really built confidence. Uh, off for- anybody was able to follow that event you would have saw in the uh, second period a lot of the teams hit lulls they didn't have anything and Mm -hmm. uh we were actually just putting fish after fish up on the score tracker and it was really cool we rolled up and we were actually fishing some wing dams uh and we just found the right one the shad were there the smallmouth were busting it honestly looked like shark week when we pulled up to the thing (laughs) uh first cast we both double up on top water i mean there's nothing better than that it just and, and to the aspect of just tournament fishing in general, it just builds your confidence. When you pull up to a spot and you're like, this should work, and, you know, first cast, you double up, I mean, that really helps build build you up, pick you up in a mm-hmm. tournament, and those kind of emotions, you know, both uh, in, you know, as an individual and then as a team, you guys build off of each other's energy, and when you get that kind of energy like that, and it just builds, you know, because you work really hard, you know, you're you're spending your money your time and you know just a lot of hard work to to figure these fish out and it pans out the way you want it to in a tournament setting i mean you can't ask for anything more
1: mm-hmm. exactly well i gotta take a, a break here we've been chatting for quite a while here uh and uh, be back with more wkty outdoors in just a couple of moments on wkty 96 7 fm 580 a.m
4: What looks better, blue shirt or green?
1: Ooh, your fancy shirts. You taking me on a date?
4: Darn tootin'. To Roscoe's live bait. What? It's a special occasion. Gotta tell them how you caught more fish than me. Their advice paid off. And, uh, I need to stock up on a few things that fell in the water.
0: You mean that you kicked in the water? Moral of the story, not only is she better looking, but she
2: catches more fish than you. Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma is your fishing knowledge destination. Roscoe's, it's where everyone goes.
4: Start your next project today and save with 11% off everything. Now, at Menards, give your home an update with an Energy Star-rated water heater from Menards. Choose from a high-efficiency natural gas or LP tankless water heater. Right now, they're just nine thirty three sixty one dollars each after sale price and 11% off. Sale prices are good through Saturday, September 7th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. A boat sale so big, it needs explosions. It's the American Marine end of season sale. They caught inventory from two dealers who closed and slash prices. Shop over 50 boats from three dealers. Save six grand on a 20-foot tri-tune with a 115 engine. Just $28.9. Save over five grand on select one fishing boats. Buy new and American Marine will wrap, winterize, and store your boat this winter free. The end of season sale going on now at American Marine.
0: Go boating! My name's Bryce Crowley. I'm a design consultant, project manager for Kitchen Solvers. And I'm Jim from SignPro. We've got both vans that that we use to operate. Yeah, they're both wrapped. Good design is something we really appreciate. We've got big graphics on them, big colorful kitchen pictures that draw people's attention, and we have people call all the time, yeah, we saw your van, we want you to come look at our kitchen, so...
1: You know, Bryce, you bring up a really good point.
4: You don't need a huge fleet to make vehicle wrapping effective. You have two vans wrapped.
0: But they still really impact your image. The image is everything when it comes to a business. Get compliments on them all the time. A good vehicle wrap is an investment in your business. Most definitely investment. We get calls frequently that people saw our van, and, and that's how we get the word of mouth. Our two installers, yeah, they're in there every day, so it's pretty much home for them. Being able to, to look sharp going down the road is, is important to them.
4: So to upgrade your company image and your mobile office, you know where to go. Go to a
1: two three four five six 2, 3, 4, WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors, brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And joining me in the studio here this morning from uh, the UWL fishing team is uh, Coach Troy Rebeck and Gage Griffin, one of the anglers uh, on the team here and uh, talking uh, during the break here too about uh, uh, the numbers of teams that you guys put together. uh, And there's, there's no limit at the college level. There's, there's no limit on the number of teams, but you said what you've normally got, try to get, you know, three, four teams or so put together for each, depending on the distance, of course.
2: Yeah. Distance is obviously the key and, but, yeah, we try to have three or four. Right now we have a core of about three teams, is six individuals that go to these tournaments. Our goal here is to try to build it up to five or six, but mm-hmm. hopefully four or five. It would be a great average to we get some of these and, tournaments. And is
1: that what, what a lot of you know, maybe the, the larger colleges do? They they have more team. They'll bring more teams in, and you know, they, maybe they have more resources than than. A UWL team does. And yeah, I'm yeah. not. I, that's I'm, that's not a knock or anything like that. I'm just, thinking they, you know, they might have more opportunities for uh, uh, to bring more teams in. Yeah, you're absolutely
2: correct. Uh, correct. Uh, some of these large colleges we talked a little bit of one before Auburn or even Adrian College or you get some of the schools in Kentucky. Uh, those schools actually have scholarships mm-hmm. for. Young men and women they actually come down and fish I wonder if I could do a walk
1: on for that oh well okay
2: <laughs> me too you know it's, I wish I could go back to college some days <laughs> but yeah they'll have you know they'll have five six seven teams uh, based on the size of their college and what we talk about especially with the young men that are on this mm-hmm. on this team is you can compete against anybody it doesn't yeah. matter I've never seen a boat catch a fish mm-hmm but with preparation determination and just building that building, focus. The, building that focus you can do anything and it's you know what would it look like if the uw lacrosse football team went down and played auburn mhm uh, it may be competitive but with bass fishing it's a little different we can compete against anybody
1: mhm yeah you can take on anybody and and come away with a championship you know it it there's so many factors so many different factors when it comes to fishing uh that yeah everybody's equal on day one agreed very agreed but but you, you touch a touch on a good point is 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 that preparation and and you were talking about those uh those life skills as well that you know you're you're teaching these just more than just strictly about fishing it's it's about preparation it's about you know putting the time in beforehand and 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 doing that work, building that focus, building that game plan uh before you even think about heading on the water
2: you're absolutely correct uh, obviously you can't catch fish unless you sit in the water, but if you do the time the prep work ahead of time before these tournaments, you know we sit together, sit as a team, bring everybody who is going to go fish, and we'll either do either an after five or six o'clock at night, seven o'clock at night, or get together on a Saturday for a couple hours. And the university allows us to use a room, hook up the laptop to it, uh, to their monitor, to their big screen, and, mm-hmm. and we'll go over uh, weather conditions that are current and also weather conditions that are going to be happening mm-hmm. possibly at the time that they're at that tournament. We'll look at lake maps. We'll look at previous results of tournaments. Myself and a couple of our coaches have a lot of resources in the industry. We've been around for a while, and we have some individuals that we can reach out to and ask, hey, what's going on this time of year? Mm-hmm. So then we'll sit down and put, a game, put together a game plan based on the strengths uh, and possibly even weaknesses of some of our team, the, the young men. Uh, and then based on the weather here, Obviously, during the summertime, it's a lot easier. We can go out on the river or go on the lakes around here and actually focus and practice on some of those techniques that we may be using down in the southern lakes.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and actually, let me, let me just back up for a second. What is, calendar-wise or whatever, what is your season? Because cause I'm, I'm guessing you're not going to have a, a, a tournament in December on the Mississippi, yeah, you know? <laughs>
3: Normally they start. I think is like March or April is when they start. They'll typically do an open tournament, um, and then they have three qualifying events that kind of spread out throughout the season through spring through fall, and then actually the national event they have in February, but that's of course down south. Mm-hmm. But uh, our our guys are really working all year round. But the actual tournament season is normally March April till about end of October. Okay, uh, and then the national event they normally put late February mm-hmm. early March down on the southern body of water
1: somewhere. yeah somewhere down yeah or it's a little warmer in february yeah. than it usually is around here but um okay yeah i just i, I was wondering I, I, I was thinking about that earlier and i I wanted to make sure i asked that question to give you night so to give folks an idea of what the uh it's, it's but it's not like you know every week you guys are at a tournament somewhere in kentucky or missouri or wherever you know
3: no, our our individual guys. So we're doing a lot of work with Winona State, and actually we're planning on doing a a weekly tournament throughout the school year. Um, obviously, with winter coming up, that's mm-hmm. going to put a little grinding halt to it there. But uh, we're going to try to compete because that's a big thing. We want we want these guys to be able to experience that kind of format, and you know it's hard for some individuals to be able to to take the time and the money and everything else to go. But when we do a tournament on you know, pool eight or pool six, you know, we get more guys and we help build both of the programs, you know, where we mm-hmm. get sure. more guys in the boat that normally wouldn't go. They get to enjoy the experience and, you know, it helps us all get better as a group. Um, But, you know, it, it some of our individuals, uh, including myself, we, we fish quite a few events, the BFLs, mm-hmm. Fights 95, Flat Bottom Series, a lot of local stuff um, in addition to the college. So we try to stay busy, but Again, it, like I said earlier, it just kind of varies on how much we do, and that's based on the individual.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and again, uh, uh, talking here this morning with uh, with Gage Griffin and Coach Troy Rebeck from the UWL fishing team on WKTY Outdoors, I'm going to uh, take another break. We had, went long in that original segment here, so i got to take another quick break, and uh, we will be back in just a moment with more. Of WKTY Outdoors in just a couple of moments on WKTY 96.7 FM 580
4: AM. where the fish are biting and you're thinking, can my old boat motor get me there? Here's a solution for that. A new Bennington pontoon that's powered by a new Yamaha four-stroke outboard available at Powerhouse Marine. Not only will this provide you with a way to get you to the hot spot, but you can also enjoy the day on the river with your family doing some great sightseeing. Or if you're more a fishing boat kind of guy, how about a new low fishing boat with a Yamaha outboard. A new low boat is great for not only fishing, but also pulling water skiers. Nobody knows boats and pontoons in this area like the guys at Powerhouse Marine. Wants to help you find your own hot spots? Check the different Hummingbird Helix fish finders also available. Maybe you just need a new trolling motor. Powerhouse Marine has a great selection of new Minn Kota trolling motors. So whether you're looking for a new pontoon like a Bennington or a new low fishing skiing boat, check with Powerhouse Powerhouse Marine and get to your hotspot. WKTY Outdoors brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait, your hometown bait shop on Arthur Street in Toma. No, we're not just mm-hmm. radio. Me-
3: We are a lot more than radio these days. We are
4: different, new social media and digital media.
3: We're campaign strategists.
4: We have events. We have digital solutions for your internet marketing. It can be super confusing. Well, there's some science involved.
3: And you're running your business. We can help you
2: running
4: your marketing. We want to discuss your business from top to bottom, not simply your advertising. The world has changed. And she's going to change again tomorrow. We can help your business grow at the rate that you want it to grow. We know what it takes to make a local business
0: successful. There's nothing more important to us than our advertisers' success. And that's why it is so awesome to have these great success stories. Just call one of our current clients and ask.
1: WKTY 967 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors, brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And the condition report, of course, brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait and Toma, and the hotspot report uh, brought to you by the good folks at Powerhouse Marine as well. And joining me again in the studio here, Gage Griffin and Coach Troy Rebeck from the UWL fishing team this morning. Uh, on the the show here and and uh, just to kind of uh, you know we've got uh, a few minutes uh, left to go uh, in the program. Uh, tell me a little bit, uh, and we'll we'll talk about the fundraiser in just a, a moment here as well. But tell me a little bit about the the, the national tournament. What's uh, what does that all involve?
3: So they haven't announced the lake yet, and they're going to actually announce that at the last at the end of the last national qualifier. But uh, you go down, and if I'm not mistaken, it's 150 boat field. Mm -hmm. Um, and when you go there, um, whatever lake, it's a two day event. Um, and at the end of the event, the top 10 teams, um, actually get a spot in the, uh, 2021 FLW pro tour. Um, additionally, on top of that, if you win the whole event, um, not only do you get the opportunity to fish as a pro in the FLW tour, but in addition, they let you fish their championship event, the red crest or the the uh forcewood cup excuse mm-hmm. me and uh that's that's a big opportunity because you'll see these college guys get to get to really compete against the pros and it's shocking how these college guys get to uh get to go toe-to-toe with these guys it's kind of crazy to see the uh the mm-hmm. skill level is kind of matched like we were talking about earlier
1: great well that's hey that sounds like uh that uh and again that's going to be that'll be in february down south somewhere and and just i guess gage tell me a little bit too about you know the opportunity you know to be able to travel to some of these these lakes and uh, you know being you know giving these getting this opportunity to to fish and uh you know do it at the the collegiate level uh and i, I gotta ask you here at, at some point too what uh what do you what do you what are your favorite lures what do you like to throw out on uh from the boat as well if if you can uh without giving too much away here but we won't ask about spots around here so
3: <laughs> sure thing um yeah so i mean the opportunity is just incredible I, I i mean i'm gonna be honest with you if if you don't fish these tournaments it's very rare that somebody just goes yep i'm gonna get up and drive 10 hours to you know missouri or kentucky to go fish most people go in their backyard and it really it's really cool to see all these different sites like on lake cumberland it it's a beautiful lake natural waterfalls everywhere coming in from these feeder creeks, deep clear reservoir stuff. i never really see around here, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's pretty cool. You get to experience a lot of besides just the fishing, you get to see a lot of cool sights along the way. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff to do when you're on these trips, you know, a lot of the teams um, it's not like other sports guys are really friendly. All the other teams kind of talk to each other. They hang out. So you'll get, you know, 30 guys hanging out in the lobby of a hotel talking and, Mm-hmm. go go do some stuff outdoors besides just fishing, you know, sightseeing sure. whatever it have you. Um and, and in terms of lures, I mean it's it's old school but a jig, a flipping jig, a tried and true jig. I uh, I personally use uh only TNT tackle jigs. Actually uh Troy here is uh the owner of that company and he makes them. Uh Quality jig, and I'm not just saying that because he's sitting next to me here. But uh, <laughs> I, I fished. I fished. Somehow a, you got moved to the number one boat. How did that? <laughs> how did that happen? But I mean. yeah, <laughs> I, I I fished jigs all my life. I'm from Lake Michigan. It's been a staple thing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, TNT tackle jigs. I just have the best. That's results. your confidence bait. Oh yeah, and a Strike King plastic on the back. I mean, you can't go wrong with them. Ton of action. Phenomenal color selection. Every every retailer in the country carries Strike King because it's proven they, they get the results you want. Um, mm-hmm. that's probably my, my biggest confidence bait right there is a jig and a drop shot. Mm-hmm. So cool. cool.
1: Yeah. And, and, and again, it, it changes from, a, you know, I'm sure it, it changes considerably from fishing out here on the Mississippi, a couple blocks away to someplace like, you know, Cumberland or, or those places oh, yeah. as
3: well. So yeah, it, it does quite a bit, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, if I'm struggling, I'm just going to put a jig in my hand and go to work.
1: There you go. There you go. And Troy, what about you? You know, I gotta agree. It's
2: it's either gonna be a toss up between a top water bait or flipping a plastic or a jig.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There's something there's something about the, obviously the top water bite, whether you're throwing a a buzz bait, um, or you're throwing a, a spook type bait, a pencil type bait, popper type bait, and getting that explosion, that excitement up on top of the water. Mm-hmm. Nothing like getting your blood pumping. But then again, when you're flipping a jig. Or, or a tungsten peg sinker with a strike king rage bug on the back of it um there's something about that little tug on the end of your line. you know when you feel that real back set the hook you're gonna have something on the end
1: mm-hmm. yep, exactly well, we've got just a couple of moments left here too let's uh let's talk about the the fundraiser again uh again, just kind of tell me briefly about. Uh, what you guys are doing and uh, uh, how people can can go about getting tickets.
3: Sure. So it's uh, all the proceeds are going to help pay for travel expenses. That's the main idea behind this, and we want to give back to the community. Sponsors were gracious enough to donate product. Um, the baskets are going to be up at Island Outdoors. Uh, you can buy tickets there, as well as uh, message us on our social media handles for more information on the actual uh, ticket purchasing. Um, Tickets themselves are one for five or five for 20. Uh, There's going to be the three baskets, as I mentioned. The first one's up to about $1,000 in value. Second one's at about $500 in value. And the third one's at about $250 in value. And these values will go up as more product comes in from more people in the community and sponsors. Um, And that's that's basically it. So go check it out at Island Outdoors. We'll have it set up uh, this weekend here so you can check out everything that's available. Okay,
1: cool. And, and again, that runs through, the what, the first weekend in October then?
3: Yep, October 6th is going to be our drawing date, um, mm-hmm. and we'll deliver it to you. You don't have to inconvenience yourself by coming to get it. Uh, one of our anglers will drop it off to you or ship it to you if you live far away.
1: Hey, that sounds good. Hey, I've got uh, got to run here, but, uh, uh, again, guys, thank you very much for being on the program today. Thank you for coming into the studio. Uh, again, this is WKTY Outdoors, uh, and we'll see you next Saturday.